Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Sci-Earth. I'm your host, Becky Escamilla. And today's special guest has been here before. And we're so excited to have him him here again. He's got some amazing updates. And uh, I'd like to welcome author Mike Sims. Welcome to Sci-Fi Sci-Earth, Mike. Thank you for coming back thank to Sci-Fi Sci-Earth. You're welcome. Oh, thank, thank you for having me again. Absolutely. I'm so happy to. For those listeners who haven't read your bio info on our intro post, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And for new listeners, can you tell us the importance of the V as a symbol for your books? Because they're new. Yeah, the uh, right now I'm writing the Vicky uh, series of books. Yeah, I have three of them out right now, and I'm working on the fourth one, uh, about to finish it. And it'll be a couple more after that. It's uh, the the Vicky series of books is about a uh, a fictional character named Vicky that she is uh, indomitable, smart, powerful. She's uh, a victim from childhood of uh, gone through many harsh things, and she has a very uh, ironic and dark comedic way of dealing with things that are wrong in life that get on her radar. And the the books deal with real life issues that that people have actually faced. And she uh, she puts her take on it. And the significance of uh, of uh, the, the V is that it's a uh, in a lot of cultures it's a, a very powerful uh, symbol of, of feminine power. And so I've named her aptly Vicky, starting with a V. And uh, the book, uh, the next book after is Valkyrie. Uh, and then the one I'm writing now, which fills uh, between the original book, Victim, and is called Violet. And she, Victim, is, like I say, is the original book that I, I first wrote. It's about Vicky and a character named Tim. And Tim has uh, decided that he's going to uh, assault her and she gets the best of him and decides to revenge herself upon him uh, over a long period of time in many different ways mm -hmm. because she has um, brought upon uh, uh, something up, uh, and that she has not had to deal with since her, her early teens. And um, they interact uh, over uh, a long period of time and, and uh, with a lot of different people in the book. And the, it, it ends up a lot different uh, when you're dealing with someone for a long time, when you interact with them that long. And it, it changes both of them. And it, the, the book, when the book first came out, uh, everybody that read it wanted to know more about Vicky. So I decided to make it a series. And so I wrote the prequels, uh, Vicky starting out from age eight to her first jobs out of college. And in Valkyrie, where she takes on a evil uh, corporate game called the Lazarus Game, and other issues. Uh, and upon the affecting that game, she has caught the attention of uh, a woman named Violet, which is what I'm writing now, which is a very uh, powerful, uh, wealthy woman that is very uh, uh, that's going to have to Vicky's going to have to up her game to deal with this woman, mm -hmm. and. Um, and then after victim will be two more books that we'll we'll see what Vicky's uh, destiny is. Right, right. And so that's uh, that's the main series I'm working on right now. 
very, very interesting, of course. And for new listeners who missed um, your first appearance on Sci-Fi Site Earth, you know, they can find the link at our Facebook page so they can really get the full spectrum of everything that's going on uh, with you and your books. Now, when it comes to Vicki, because you've got so many new things going on, so can you share with us uh, what's new with Vicki? And, and as you mentioned, she's now got an emesis. Um, tell us more about that. Sure. Um, uh, it's, her nemesis is, uh, like I said, Violet. And Violet has an agenda that mm-hmm. she's going to have to deal with all through the books. And the, each phase of her agenda is, is worse than the next. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a, uh, a book that just came out of editing that's, uh, that I'm working on getting published right now. It's a, it's a standalone book. It's an all-age appropriate book called uh, Southern Cross. Mm-hmm. And I borrow Vicky and make uh, uh, some of Violet's influence in this book to cross-pollinate the books and uh, kind of give a uh, Easter egg of a little bit of behind the scenes of Vicky in some of her life that's not going to be in the Vicky books um, for readers. But uh, Southern Cross is a it's uh, about a, a Mexican boy in a poor village that discovers one night he loves astronomy and discovers that the the, store, the stars are all wrong mm-hmm. and tries to convince his village of it and ends up being in a big adventure and this um it, it's it stems from a short story i wrote a long time ago friends loved it told me to write it in a book and i you know i never did and decades went by <laughs> and i finally did now uh-huh. so it's uh, it does borrow from the Vicky character, but it's uh, but it's its own book, and it's uh, it's a very nice little uh, story, and mm-hmm. I, I hope uh, uh, people enjoy it, and it, it's it will be out fairly soon. But um, but I, I heard a uh, rumor I heard a rumor about you though. Oh, you did. That you uh, that you have a a store now. Yes, location six. Absolutely. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's it is for all of uh, it's all sci-fi, of course. It is sci-fi sci Earth's official store, and I'm including from all of all of you special guests um, your books, your DVDs, your CDs that listeners hear about here. Um, I'm carrying them in the store, so I'm right. definitely. Definitely adding your Vicky books, uh, all of your books, uh, to my. Much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. I should uh, by the end of January, um, customers can start seeing your books uh, at Location Six for sure. We have a few things in already from some past um, past uh, guests, but I add continually all the time to that store. It's so fun. You know, when you come That's to Ross have to come visit and you know we might even schedule a book signing for you there oh that would be nice yeah it's in a very high traffic area absolutely absolutely but yes that rumor is true (laughs) (laughs) i have to like address each one individually (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) you know uh when it comes to your books um you know, getting back to to Vicky because she's very strong now because of what has happened to her. Um, when it came to developing Violet, 
um, as a writer, did you find this particular character to be an excellent challenge for Vicky as a female rather than a male character? I mean, you know, did you, did you choose a female instead of a male for any particular reason? If you don't mind my yeah, asking. Uh, uh, no, it, actually, this, it, where Violet stemmed from was actually uh, a couple of guys mm-hmm. that had read my books. Uh, they actually confronted me for hours and oh, wow. said, um, we, we, we love the story. We hate Vicki. Uh-huh. And I was like, really? And so why is that? She's, and they said, she's too smart. She's too, uh, too powerful. Uh, you know, she just, uh, it bothers us. And, and they literally for literally hours vented about Vicki. And wow. I said, they just, they didn't like her. And they said, she's not nice. She's not a hero. And I said, look, you know, she's not a surgical instrument alive. She's a, a broadsword. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not politically correct. Um, I, there's nowhere have I put in any kind of uh, description that she's a hero, but she right. does does things that, that help people. Right. right. You know, so she, the means kind of justify the end, I guess. And they, but she just, um, but she's not a. Uh, but no, she's not a nice person. She's not uh, not at all. But she she does help people. But uh, the the problem is, it, you know that you're that the these guys were having is that is that she was just uh, so indomitable. Uh, it, it was hard for them to fathom this. It wasn't the the typical book character that they were used to. Mm-hmm. So when I decided um, to to make the next book. Uh, it came to me that, well, they need to see what real evil really is. Uh-huh. So uh, she's going to meet a, a, another woman that is going to be far beyond her experience, and and they're going to get to read what a what a truly, really truly bad person is. <laughs> and uh, and Violet is uh, she's. Uh, her character is from a an old money uh, family that deals uh, that influences the world geopolitically. Uh-huh. Uh, they live beyond nations and borders and companies, and uh, they they're behind a lot of things. Oh, and wow. uh, to give you kind of a an Easter egg, uh, a preview of a little bit is that uh, she has decided to personally take down Vicky for interfering in her family's business in oh. the book Valkyrie. So, uh, and uh, at one point, Vicky and her will have a, a discussion, and, uh, and she will, and, and uh, Violet will tell her and says, you know, you know, they, you have no idea what you're up against, and and Vicky basically asks, you know, well, educate me, and Violet says, well, ask the questions that you've always wanted to know, and and Vicky will ask her the common questions people always ask, you know. Okay, who killed Kennedy? And Violet says we did. Oh my God! So he interfered. In, he, yeah. he was interfering in, in things we were doing, and right. he, she'll go into it. Oh, and wow. uh, you know, and then Vicky will ask it. Okay, you know, uh, was there an alien crash in Roswell? And, yeah. uh, and and Violet says yes, but they're not aliens. <laughs> and Vicky's like, you know, well, what do you mean by that? And Violet says, you don't even have enough information to ask the questions. Oh my gosh! It, that's how far ahead Violet is. So she, that's she'll, the kind of person you're dealing with. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. You know, when it came to developing uh, Violet, uh, first, uh, back to these two guys, did you find it just so incredible that they would take so much time to express how they felt about Vicky, that that she had such an impact on them, realizing this book is about someone who, who yes, you drew from experiences of people, but she's you know a fictional character. Were you just so surprised right. that she had so much impact on them? It, yes, very much, and it's uh, it it surprised me uh, about them. But the but the thing that really got to me more than anything that actually it was very humbling and and emotionally touched me quite a bit was uh, I had two ladies that were uh, rape victims oh. and they they described their um, what had happened to them and one of them told me that that reading Vicky was like reading her life oh. and and she said it was just it was just like reading her biography and oh it was it was so hard. And um, and I, I felt it was just humbling that hearing that, and they they thanked me for you know for putting that that kind of book out there. Right, right, right. Because Vicky became who she was because of what happened to her, correct? Yeah, because she she was uh, uh, raped as a teenager, and all these experiences. She's gone through a lot of hard experiences, uh, a lot of things that harsh that uh, all these things are are developing her to her destiny mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her ultimate challenge in life and she's going to do something that's going to change the world and mm-hmm. later in her life mm-hmm. and all these things are preparing her for it right but right. it's uh but it, it, it's it's a very they're very touchy subjects there there's a lot of things that uh, are real life experiences people have had to deal with mm-hmm. and uh and you know, it, it, to me, it, it's just very humbling, you know, because as a man, you know, you know, how can I, you know, express something that happens to women that that is, you know, that that hard of an experience, right? And right. so, it's um, but it's important. Right. It's important to uh, to talk about. Yes, and well, you've most certainly penned it well because of the reactions you've gotten from readers, you know, like the women who felt like they're reading about themselves and then the men who are impacted by it at who she's become as a result, you know. That's interesting, very interesting. Do you um, have a pending release date uh, for Violet or is that going to be announced at a later date? Later date because it's it's still in in, uh, different drafts because uh, it, it's her character is so complex, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, it sets the stage for uh, for the, the last books. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're because I'm I'm actually have, going to do a spinoff series on based on Vicky's uh, granddaughter. So, and uh, her granddaughter is going to uh, contend with Violet's granddaughter. So it's the the story will continue in a different saga so i have to do things correct so that it all plays out correctly on the other series too right right well you know it's amazing how when you're putting things together as a writer that a lot of people do not uh really realize um uh 
how much research goes into it and how much you literally have to get into the minds of the people that you've created because they're alive for you uh, at that moment, you know, as you're writing. And uh, we have a listener who's chimed in at the chat. Her name is Leslie Prentice, and she says, Hello to you both. I can relate to knowing an evil woman by experiences with my stepmother. Good luck on your book. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she had an very evil nice <laughs> yes, that's nice of her. Uh, but yes, it's, it's very interesting because you really, really have to get to know your characters as you develop them. And do you ever feel that as you're developing these characters, you know, because you meet people all the time, do people just cross your mind like, you know, I'm going to take a little bit from that person, I'm going to take a little bit from this person and, and put it all together in this package? I mean, does that ever happen when you're developing a character? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it's interesting because I know the general storyline of what I'm, I'm writing, uh, and I know, and I have the, the general characters, but when I start writing, it plays like a movie, and uh -huh. I'm just dictating. I really oh. don't even know exactly what the character is going to say. Right, right. And because uh, when originally when I was writing Victim, it was actually just another short story, and it was supposed to be a dark comedy about this woman revenging on herself on, on this assault uh, guy and in very comedic ways. But as I wrote the short story, it turned dramatic and it ended totally different than what I, I intended. Wow. Wow. And, and when I looked at it, I was like, this isn't a short story. This is a book. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do with it. It sat for eight years, me not knowing what to do with it. I oh, never wrote a book before. Wow. And then one day... It just came to me, the whole story. I know how to write this now. Oh, wow. Amazing. Eight years. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. People don't realize that either. I mean, I would not realize it took eight years. You know, thank you for sharing that with us because it, it is very thought-provoking in the approach of coming to read your books. They just didn't happen overnight. And uh, and that's amazing. Well, you know, when you work on any project, too, I guess for you, this turned out to be like an evolution, something that just began to evolve and is continuing to evolve. Um, I can hardly wait to get into this whole entire series and, uh, and, and for the Violet book to come out. Um, you know, I, I do have a question because since you were here last, you were working on, on some things for Vicki. Um, at the time, um, we didn't get into it too much, but now that you're moving along with your series, what other languages are your books available in at this point? Well, the, the three current books that are uh, uh, out right now are Vicki, Valkyrie, and Victim. And mm -hmm. they're, uh, of course, in English, and they, they're also available in print, in ebook, in Spanish, and mm -hmm. also in Portuguese. They, um, uh, Vicky is available in, Fran in French, mm -hmm. and they're currently being worked on in Italian, Japanese, and Hindi. Oh, and so, uh, and others, others may be later, but uh, they're also in uh, Vicky and uh, Victim are in, available in audiobook English. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. also, they just finished uh, the other day uh, in audiobook in Spanish. And that was narrated, uh, very fortunate, I'm very blessed by this. Uh, it was narrated by a uh, known actress by the name of uh, Lenny Rico, 
who mm-hmm. is a uh, she's a Spanish actress uh, uh, now living here, but she's been on a number of TV shows and so forth. And she uh, she did a wonderful job uh, on it, uh, as well as the the other narrator, uh, Brenna Hobbs, that did uh, on the the English uh, version. Just gave me chills listening to them. Uh, and, I, and I wrote the stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, but Lenny, uh, she kept emailing me and telling me that she had to uh, stop once in a while. And uh, she was actually uh, crying at some point uh, doing the uh, Vicky story. And she was so moved by it that she introduced it to a uh, producer. And this producer uh, got in touch with me and says, uh, you know, okay, you know, just give me the, uh, the the pitch, you know, about it and everything. And he, uh, and so I gave him the storyline of what each book was going to be and where it was going. And, and he picked out a part uh, of it that just, uh, that he really liked. And now he's trying to work on it to, uh, to make it a TV series. That is so amazing. Oh my God, that's great news. Do you know, I mean, I know, I know. I, the last time we talked, if I remember correctly, I think that was one of my questions. Do you plan on seeing this get into, you know, TV series and things like that? Of course, every author hopes to, but oh my gosh. Well, you know, the fact that she referred you to a producer says a lot about your books, a lot. I just, uh, I was uh, astonished, you know, because I, you know, because I personally, I know, um, you know, I have movie producers as friends and so forth, and they, um, you know, it's very hard to get in in anything unless you're, you know, uh, best-selling, you know, award-winning or, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's hard to break into that kind of industry and get anybody's attention just on your book's merit. Um, but this uh, uh, this guy, he's a very um, very knowledgeable, very uh, very smart guy. He he did uh, the screenplay for uh, one of the Friday Thirteenth movies. He did the uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, 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 Guernica uh, war movie. A uh, bunch of his resume is just long, and um, and I was very uh, uh, very fortunate to meet him. And he uh, he just he's he's out there uh, uh, working on this, and and I just and it's getting more and more uh, from a long shot to uh, possible now. And uh, got my uh, uh, friend uh, Nicole and Donnie, uh, which I acknowledge in the books for all her help, mm-hmm. and she's a, a VP of marketing for a, a direct response TV company. Uh, that you know they handle ShamWow and P90X and the, a number of different products, and she has just been um, uh, majorly helpful in, in, in advising and, and getting this, um, getting it far down the road too. So I, I'm just uh, blessed with the right people and and, and believe in it. Yeah. And uh, and believe in it more than I than I <laughs> I thought it would go to. So just um, it's amazing. Yeah, well, you know, like right before the show, I asked you, um, you know, because you talked about things uh, coming to light in the past couple of weeks and and how long has this really been going on? And and your answer was like forever in the book world. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. 
It's true. It is true. It is difficult to to get uh, a book onto made into a, a film or, or something made for TV series or just a, a mini series because there's so much competition out there. Just amazing. Yeah. Um, there's everything out there. Well, congratulations, by the way, on the progress you've made. So, so much. It's amazing. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's exciting. It's very exciting. It is. I'm just so excited for you. I can hardly wait to hear uh, more. Of course, you're always welcome to come back and give us more updates because, you know, you may not know this, but um, you do have fans at Sci-Fi Sci-Earth. At Sci-Fi Sci-Earth, every special guest gets a certain group of fans. And they'll be like, when are you going to have so-and-so back? And when are you going to have so-and-so back? Well, soon, you know, so I make my rounds for updates as I go along. And here we are. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know they're very happy to hear this, as I am I. Well, I can't say I know for them, because I'll hear it from them when they tell me. But this is so exciting. Um, now, I, when it, I, It's a great honor. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because, um, be, be, not just because you know people who are in the industry, it's timing. Timing is everything. And you right. just come across that one person who says, you know what? I want to see this go further, and and you don't even expect it because you've been down that road so many times that you're not even looking anymore. Sometimes, and, and all of a sudden it just strikes, and that's good. Yeah, very and good. It, yeah, it, it, everything starts moving quickly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've gotten to the point to where uh, I, you know, I, there's I can't name names, uh, you know, certain names, but uh, the my books. And the synopsises are actually in the hands of a uh, very well-known actress right now. That's uh, that we're trying to convince to play Vicky in the TV series. All right. And she is. Uh, and I've been told that if she even just um, uh, is interested, then it's it's probably going to happen. Oh wow! Because it's a uh, she. She's a Vicky. Right. Right. And. Um, I just, uh, I, I'm astonished. <laughs> just really astonished. Aren't you though uh, that it landed in her hands and she's at least getting a chance to read it too? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I've, uh, you know, I've, I've been, I've been fortunate. I mean, I've had some celebrities that uh, that have read it, uh, and I've had, uh, I've actually had some uh, celebrities that have actually helped in uh -huh. giving me the background of their lives in creating the characters in, in the books. Oh, wow. Uh, one, of them was a fam one of them was a famous astrophysicist that gave me the background so I could write the, the uh, astronomy character in, and, uh, in one of them. So uh, it's, been, it's been very, very fortunate uh, getting the, the, the right people and, and getting the help from the right people. Right, right. Yeah, it's like... Um... Sometimes a project is like a recipe. If you've got all the right ingredients, it's going to come out great, you know. And uh, yeah. and yours is your your books are getting to a point that, especially this kind of thing. I mean, I've seen when things evolve, 
and it's from hey guess what i like this you know what here and it just comes so easily because all the pieces are just starting to fall into place so oh that is so exciting we're gonna be on pins and needles you know you're gonna have to come back and tell us um especially if the actress says yes oh my gosh i'm excited i'm just so excited i can hardly wait oh when it comes to oh it's uh Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it, it just every every couple of weeks it's it, it just moves closer and closer to uh, to possible, mm-hmm. and and that's definitely it's it's amazing journey. Even even if it never happens, it it's gone farther than I ever dreamed it would, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it validates you know that you know maybe you know maybe there's some some merit to these books that they that you know that and just it motivates me to keep writing. Right, right, absolutely. Um, we have a, a question here um, uh, from Leslie. Are your books in libraries? I have, uh, you know, we're trying to market to libraries, and mm-hmm. uh, and I actually was at um, with the uh, Houston Writers Guild, uh, which is a guild I'm part of. Uh, wonderful people, and they they brought me over to the libraries uh, librarians convention and uh, for the state of Texas. And it was seven thousand people there, and so I was trying to push my books to to the librarians there. And uh, and the place is quite noisy for for librarians, by the way, but uh, which is kind of ironic. But it was uh, it was a great experience, and uh, and I, I've been trying to get them in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it's very hard, especially when you're when you're self-published. Uh, you, uh, there's a thing called making books returnable, and it's where bookstores can carry your books on credit and so forth. Um, but and when I was with a publisher, uh, Tate Publishing, uh, before they they did that, and some of my books ended up in bookstores, but um, it's not. Uh, uh, it, it's it's a lot harder to do a self-published, and especially with libraries, they're they're very uh, uh, very careful about what they put in them, obviously. Right. But um, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You know what I did here in Roswell when we put out our UFO DVD? I went to the local library and I donated like a dozen. First of all, a dozen of the videos when it was on video, and and then right. I online and encourage people to do interlibrary loan and they did that video was checked out all of the time and and I guess actually people didn't return them so they ran out of videos so then when the DVD came out of the video uh, of the video I did a DVD I uh, released it on DVD format in DVD format I went over there and took them some more and so that's the only place you could find our DVD was our local library and I was so yeah. amazed at how many people would do the interlibrary uh, loan. But, you know, you almost have to know people at your own library to say, hey, you know, come on, read my books, put it in there. Uh, with us, of course, it was, it was easier because we were already nationwide with our UFOs and Roswell's all about UFOs. But I imagine it's much right. more difficult, but, uh-huh, much more difficult because... Yeah. They, they have boards and, and people who make decisions. And, and the bigger the city, the harder it is. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you ever yeah. get them in the do let us know. And I'll, I'll, I'll post the link at, uh, at Sci-Fi Sci-Earth's Facebook page. Now, when it comes to Vicki, yeah. uh, for, for this series, I mean, because you're in talks right now. 
Um, is it right now, or is it too soon to tell if it's going to be uh, turned into a TV series or a mini series or a movie? Do you know which just yet? We 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 really don't know. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, I would I would love it to be a regular TV series, and I, mm -hmm. I've actually dreamed of what that series would be like, and even the theme music and everything. Oh wow! Um, but uh, <clears throat> it, it, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. It's um, but yeah, it, it, it's it, it just depends on. This producer is, uh, has one aspect of the story uh, in Valkyrie that he, he really likes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, and that's what he's, he's uh, laser focusing on. Uh, I, and it's interesting because it, you know, as my audience you know, of readers builds up, it, um, different people like certain things out of the series. Right. And it surprises me what they like and what they what they don't like. You know what I what I think is you know just is just a minor part of the story that that supports a, a bigger what I I think is a bigger important thing. Uh, that's what they key on, mm -hmm. and so uh, it's it, it's interesting that you you can't really predict what what people are are going to like about it. Right. You know, and I forgot to mention, by the way, that uh, my book for the next five days, if you're on Kindle Unlimited on Amazon, uh, they're free previews. You can read them for free for the next five days. Oh, nice. Okay. Excellent. So. Excellent. So our listeners can go there and, and read them. Nice. Um, do you have, I know you mentioned your uh, another book. Uh, a bit ago, but aside from the books you've mentioned today, do you have any other planned book releases? Well, I'm, uh, I've got different, uh, I've got a slew of short stories I've written since I was a teenager uh, for many years, and it, it's just getting to them. Uh, they're actually, uh, I've introduced uh, some of the characters for other stories I'm writing. Uh, like in Vicky, there's a, um, a interesting little uh, gas station guy that gives directions to people that are lost. And that's actually going to be from a book that I'm writing uh, just about him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's all these um, uh, kind of Easter egg different things in, in the books and cross pollinate books, um, so that you you kind of get introduced to other things. But um, but I've had other uh, uh, story ideas that popped in my head uh, even recently. Uh, when I was at a, uh, a book signing and I was looking at a, a, a section in the bookstore that was, uh, that was small, but I, I'd seen it growing in other places uh -huh. and, and it just, and a story popped in my head just like that for this, uh, for a story. And I, and it, it, it's, it's a comedy, but, uh, <laughs> I can't really get into the scenarios of it, but it was, uh, it just cracked me up. <laughs> and I, so it, you, you never know when the ideas are going to come in. And uh -huh. I, uh, it, I, to me, uh, the, the interesting thing in this whole journey of, uh, of writing is uh, it's influenced other people and to write as well. And cause I, my, uh, my daughter now has, um, is working on her third book. She has two published right now. Oh wow! And she wrote her first one, first one in thirteen, 
and another one at 14. Now she's writing. She's 15. She's finishing her third. Oh my god! And um, and that that it, even if my books never get anywhere or, or do anything successful or anything at all, just the fact that it's got her to write books, I feel that they've succeeded. Right, right. That is so. And that's that's a biggie. Well, do share with us uh, or with me the links too, where readers can go to to find out more about her books, or uh, our listeners can go to uh, purchase them. Also, that would be great. I cannot. You mentioned oh, it, yeah. so I'll be happy to carry those at location six. Also, um, do you? Oh, have... she she's got it all figured out. Does she? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, she. Oh, she she she's so specific. She's got. Uh, she wrote her first book, Germs, uh-huh. and she told me she wanted uh, she wanted the, the the colors in the book on the front cover to go from one color to another, mm-hmm. and she wanted her next book to start at the bottom of the bottom color at the top of the next book, and she wants each book to progress in like a, a stream of color, like you know a color band. Oh my gosh! It, it, I, where she comes up with the stuff, I don't know. But. <laughs> That's amazing. So do you have, does on the covers, do they have, um, does this, well, what do they call that? Uh, it's like a photography that they do. I've got an actual camera for it. And you see one image and then you kind of turn it a little at an angle and you see another image. Yeah. I, that- I, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. It's, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, yeah. You know, but she, you know, like she, you know, she draws her own little pictures and everything, puts them on and uh, and put them on there, and I Photoshop them in. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, all the all the graphics and everything that, you know, it's, you know, on her books and my books, you know, I do. Uh-huh. And uh, it's the only thing I, I I can't do is is edit the books, uh, and because uh, that's that's a job for for professionals to do and. And they have a job because I, uh, they they have to correct a lot of things for me. <laughs> I don't envy their job at all. Right. <laughs> well, um, when it comes to your books, do you have any planned uh, speaking engagements coming up, or do you have any news from any of your past speaking engagements that you'd uh, like to share with our listeners? Well, I was uh, recently. Uh, I spoke at uh, Houston Writers Guild uh, in Palooza last year, and uh, and if you're if you're interested in writing a book, uh, Houston Writers Guild is a is an indispensable resource. They are they're top-notch people, and uh, and uh, uh, Fern uh, has her own uh, publishing company, and uh, that she actually will publish your work if they accept your work. And uh, and they're not a vanity publisher; they are a real publisher. Mm-hmm. So they, um, it's a it's a whole different experience. And they they've been very very kind to me, very nice. And they I spoke at their Indie Palooza about my experiences with Tate Publishing, which is a vanity publisher that is now bankrupt, and the uh, uh, principal people family that ran it are facing uh, eight felony charges right now with the uh, Oklahoma Attorney General's office, but. Right. Um, that was quite an experience dealing with them, uh, but they did publish my books. Uh, they did. I did publish my the three books that are out right now uh, with them originally, and then I had to republish them under my banner 
and myself after they um, uh, went under, mm-hmm. and which uh, which was a, a tragic story for a lot of Arthurs. They they left uh, 39,000 Arthurs in the cold. Wow. And uh, I was fortunate to get out three months before they were under and uh, and got all my files and all my material so I could do it on my own. But um, many did not and have not, still have not. But uh, it's, it's, it's pretty sad. But I spoke at the Houston Writers Guild uh, about that about that issue and, uh, and what, everything that went on. And it was, uh, it, it served as a good stern warning for, for new authors to avoid uh, vanity publishers. Right, right. Uh, basically, there basically is there's publishing houses, there are second tier publishers, uh, which include vanity publishers, and then there are printing services. Mm-hmm. And anything that charges you money to um, to print your uh, book is is a publishing service, mm-hmm. um, and second tier publishers are they may they kind of on the cusp of a service in a publishing house. They will publish you maybe for a retainer or money a little bit, but they do a lot more for you, and that's mm-hmm. what Tate did. Uh, publishing the big publishing houses require agents uh, to negotiate for you and to pitch your stuff to them. And they will generally give you money up front, uh, but they they will control everything, right. and because they they know what they're doing, and uh, you're basically the author, but the, it's their book. So there's good pros and cons, no matter which way you go, and then you can independently publish and do do everything yourself if uh, if you know what you're doing, right. uh, and that's why. The Houston Writers Guild is, and other guilds like them are, are indispensable because they don't give you the straight skinny of what, how everything works and what to do and help you. Right, right. You know, because sometimes a person wants their book published so badly that they don't look at all the warning signs. Um, like we were speaking earlier uh, before the show about the lady who paid like $50,000 to get a book published. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. And, and when a company like, well, like Tate right now with what they're going through, um, writers have lost not just their money, but they caught it on all sides. A lot of them have lost their files. Um, and then, you know, they got charged other things later to try to get their files and then didn't get their files as, you know, it's what I heard, um, from you as we were discussing. So it's just so heart-wrenching and heartbreaking because you do spend a lot of time developing your books and uh, to get them in the hands of a place that just literally can uh, destroy you as a writer is sad. Oh, yeah. Um, hopefully those 39,000 will recover <laughs> somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, like for like for me, it's uh, one of the albatrosses that, that have been around my neck through this whole experience is that they there's still versions of their book, of my books, of theirs that they published out there, uh-huh. uh, either used or, or whatever. And they, um, and it confuses customers. You know, I, I, I get emails all the time, you know, you know, which, which ones are, do I order? Um. And, you know, and so you, they really, the market really can't get rid of uh, that, the take books out there because that's still part of you. Right. It's still part of a, 
uh, and they're still floating out there as used or maybe new. Some bookstores might have them new or where uh, fulfillment warehouses or whatever. But um, so I, I have to send them the, the right uh, ISBN numbers or links. And I generally put those on my website and blogs and blast them everywhere once in a while so that, you know, people know where to go to get the right material. And, uh, but Violet and Sun of Cross would be the first books not associated with Tate that are strictly me. Nice. So it'll be interesting to see what, how far they go. Right, right. Well, and, you know, a lot can be said for being your own uh, publisher. Uh, because from yeah. there, it, you know, do you distribute yourself or do you do you look for a distributor? Well, I, I go through uh, uh, Ingram Spark mm -hmm. uh, because they carry uh, hardcovers. And mm -hmm. I generally do my paperbacks through Amazon because uh, if, you, if you do one version of your books through Amazon, it will always show in stock, mm -hmm. even though it's print on demand, just like Ingram. And when somebody orders it, they'll get a, you know, within, you know, days, uh, just as fast either way. But, um, but Amazon has a tendency to list always in stock and that, and, uh, you know, but we, when you print with someone else, then unless they actually have it in stock, they're only, gonna, they're only going to show how many they have. But, um, and I, I do, um, uh, also typically would do my eBooks, uh, with them as well as put them on, uh, all the other different, uh, 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 distribu distribution points that are out there. There, there are many other things out there than, than Amazon. Um, and there's, uh, some foreign ones, Kobo and others that are huge and massive, uh, internationally. So it's, uh. There's a lot of things to consider, mm -hmm. uh, especially getting versions of, in, in different languages. Um, put your book out there in different formats, and, and what might not be do very well here in, in the states might do uh, better in another country. Mm -hmm. uh, especially English-speaking countries generally have about a five percent readership, mm -hmm. uh, but in uh, in China, in India, uh, they're averaging ten percent readership. Wow. So, you know, it's uh, might do good to have uh, a book in Hindi. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you you just have to you have to just keep plugging it out there. Right. You know, when it comes to do doing them in different languages, um, do you have to, uh, of course, find a translating service for that? Correct. Or or do the uh, places that uh, where you sell your books do they have that automatically where you can you know just set it for translation and they do you uh, you can do uh, you can pay a translating service to do it uh, spend thousands of dollars on that uh, or you can go to like um, uh, what I use is is uh, a payable cube and they you go into an agreement with the translator for you know, half the royalties. Uh, for a certain amount of time, and they they do the translation, and you just uh, when they're done with it, you look it over, and then you do the you publish through Babel Cube your books, and they will put it out on um, Amazon and everywhere else, print and ebook versions, and 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 you're 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 done, and you just they take care of the accounting, and and you can see what what sells and what you know uh, what's happened with it. And I, I've done the same thing with audiobooks. Uh, 
is I've done 50% royalty share on uh, Audible. Uh, and so Amazon's Audible has a service for that. So I share with uh, the the uh, uh, narrators and they put it out on Amazon's Audible and iTunes. So it uh, it, it works, works for me because I, I don't have the, uh, you know, the, the financial budget to, you know, to do all these versions out there and, and, uh, uh, but I have to say the, the, some of these translators that have done, done my books in different languages have, uh, done a, a great job mm-hmm. and, uh, and it, it, not just translating the books, but actually making them understandable, uh, for different cultures. And, uh, one lady even put bullet points at the end of the book to explain what's the difference, uh, the Americanisms in, the, in this book and what they really mean, what I'm talking about. So it's a, it's, it's a different thing. It's a different experience. That is so amazing because, you know, um, it's interesting how a book can go global so quickly now with all of the different, uh, like you say, your translating, uh, your translation services, uh, Amazon, all these different ways you can get your book out there. It used to not be like that. Um, do you find that um, it's not just only incredible, but does it just kind of touch your heart a little more that like, wow, my book is now in Hindi um, or in Spanish? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, nice. uh-huh. yeah. And, and, and they probably, you know, you, you kind of wonder, you know, did, did they do a better uh, job writing it in that language than I did in English? <laughs> <laughs> so their their version of my book might be better, you know, but I don't know. It's uh, uh, but like Southern Cross, you know, I just got back from editing. The editor I uh, I chose is actually from England, mm-hmm. and because I wanted a I wanted somebody that was uh, international, because this book is based internationally, right? And she uh, and she did correct a lot of the. Uh, uh, American style of uh, of stuff in there, mm-hmm. and uh, in her in her edits, so and that that was important. Yeah, yeah. And it, it also prepares the books for for other languages too. Right, right. Makes it easier for translators. Yeah. Well, you know, it's true because, you know, people in America, oh, everyone needs to talk English. Everyone needs to talk English. Really? Do we really talk English? <laughs> we speak right. American. We've got so many different, you know, different types of things or, or phrases. And and I've had people tell me, I'll talk, them over, I'll talk to them over the phone. They'll say, I'm sorry, could you explain that? What do you mean by that? You know, and I'm like, right. I'm exactly. Not- in perfect English, but is it perfect? Not really, you know. So, so it's a good point that you make because it's true. You know, it has to be uh, explained sometimes. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, you, you take it, it, whatever culture you're in, you, you take for granted for you know how you talk and how you say things because it's based on your experience and where you're at. Right. And. Right. Uh, Somebody else reading it, you know, in, in Brazil is is not going to get it, you know, what you're talking about. Mm. It doesn't make any sense to them. Right. That's all all very good points because it's true. I mean, who gives that a second thought, you know? Uh, a writer, <laughs> you. 
Me? <laughs> See, so that's a that's a good point to bring out to our listeners because I mean, you know, we pick up a book, we read it, and oh wow, you know, maybe we don't appreciate so much like we should as what really goes into it and why it has to be written that way, because now as you right. pointed. Uh, you know, it's it, it's got to be ready in case it gets translated, that it's understood somewhere else, too. You know, so, wow, I think that's great that uh, you are going global with your books and that such great care and details are, are being paid attention to um, in getting them there. Because that, that says a lot about you as a writer. You not only have done this um, as a sacrifice because you make sacrifices but you take care of it with great care you're not haphazard with it like I'm going to hurry and I'm going to get my book out there and see who likes it no, no, you've taken great care and uh, and yes, it has taken a long time but I'm thinking now it, and it's feeling like you're just really going to get in places you never thought you would I mean like you said now with your daughter being a writer and now this this producer now looking at your books not that other producers haven't seen them but now it's like the wheels are getting more in motion i think that's great well, you, you, Very. well yeah you see it's, it's it's humbling to see uh, the influence that that you have like you know my my sister-in-law laura has wrote a uh, regency romance book uh-huh. and she's she's doing very well in england uh you know with with this book and she she started writing uh books uh, after I got into it, and I'm like, you know, what have I done? <laughs> you know, you know, got the, uh, you know, these people are all now in motion now, and and she's like, you know, got six books written right now, and she's got one out. So uh, it's 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 absolutely amazing to watch. You know? Yeah. Yes, because what you've done is you've opened a door for someone who never thought it was possible. Right. And- and they're able to see oh my god he did it maybe I should try it and and you've opened up a whole other world for them a whole different way of life because being an author and and getting your books out there it's different it's just a different way of life it's not your nine-to-five job I mean you might still keep a nine-to-five job but you've got that extra outlet for utilizing your gift of writing of creativity of imagination it just leads to other things, you know, and that maybe she wouldn't have experienced any other time because, I mean, she's here in the U.S., correct? Yeah. And her book's in England. I mean, what are the odds of that? Has she been to England before? No, she just, she loves uh, Regis romances and and she, that's what she wanted to get into. Right. And, uh, you know, and having somebody from another country actually respect something that's, that's from that country that mm-hmm. style from that country it, it says a lot about her writing uh, character so yes yes it does and i think it's great because uh true you are an inspiration because she probably wouldn't have tried it otherwise you know which is a good thing good good thing mike so for um listeners who are interested in purchasing your books you have mentioned a few things but um uh, if you don't mind giving us your website and and a few places where they can go uh, to look for your books to purchase. And if you want, if you want to mention your your sister-in-laws or your daughters where they can buy books, you're welcome to. That's uh, you know, my main website is uh, is Mazaroff.net. It's M-A-Z-Z-A-R-O-T-H.net. 
And all the links to all the social networks and where the books are and everything is all there. And so even blogs, so you can keep track of uh, what's new and what's going on through that. Uh, also, I have um, a mailing list that uh, I send out announcements uh, that you're welcome to join. Um, uh, my my daughter's books are uh, the uh, Germs and the Gift, and uh, under Mary Beth Sims, and uh, uh, LL Neal is the uh, my sister-in-law's books are under it, and uh, I encourage you to to look them up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Uh, listener Leslie Prentice says to all writers, now it's time on our chat at, uh, at Beacon of Light Radio Chat. She says, now it's time to spread your wings and fly. Well put. I agree, don't you? I, I hope so. It's, it's the most humbling thing that people reading something you wrote and, and it's in their mind. I just, it, it just, it's astonishing to me. Yes. I'm just, I, I really am, am thankful for, for everybody that, that's read my stuff, yes. whether they like it or not, just the fact that they read it. Right, right. And, you know, um, I think it's amazing that the way your readers, like those guys and, and the women have reacted, that they actually can talk to you, you know, that you're, you're available for them to talk to when you go to, uh, to lectures or when you when you go to book signings and and that you get their input because um had those guys not giving you such an input on vicky um do you think you would have developed violet i mean maybe at some point but did you realize that wow she's such a strong uh force that she impacted them that way that she actually needs a major nemesis now but when I first wrote Victim, I actually put in uh, several character names in there. I wasn't sure how they, well, who they were going to be, but I mm -hmm. threw them in there just in case it was going to become a series so mm -hmm. I could write about them later. So Violet is actually mentioned in Victim long before the series, other books were ever written. Uh, I just didn't know who Violet was. Right. But right. Uh, we'll all find out who she is fairly soon. Right. <laughs> I've got chills. I'm curious to see. Oh, my gosh. Uh, because, you know, it is hard to find uh, someone who can really go up against Vicky and uh, because of her strength. And uh, even though, you know, um, like you say, Violet was mentioned, but now she's going to blossom into what her role really is. I think that's amazing, too, because as a writer, you know, some of these things, um, like you've mentioned, there's um, Easter eggs here. Well, you know, little Easter eggs you can choose here and there, and, and they start to overlap and, and how the books start to unfold. That kind of thing is just so difficult to plan. It almost has to just come to you. Yeah. And I know this because yeah. I to plan stuff like that when i'm writing stuff that's why i'm not finished with anything because i get all <laughs> i get all mind boggled and i'm like screw it i'll just save this for another day you know but it's if it's if it's just not meant to be it just doesn't happen but in your case it just seems to unfold and unfold well ever evolving which is amazing i i can hardly yeah. wait to this entire entire series Oh yeah, when you get to the when you finally figure out what Vicky's destiny, what she was really made for, and what she's destined to, to handle, right? Then everything makes sense. 
Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're just anxious? You just want to hurry up and I know you can't because books take time, but do you just feel so anxious about uh, for the waiting for the day that that can come out, or do you just pace yourself well? It's uh, I, I can't wait to to do the the next book after victim because it really gets into her destiny. But uh, uh, I think for me, Violet is the most fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for some reason, I, I was more anticipating Violet than anything. You know. But uh, the other ones are going to be big. Nice, nice. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners before we say bye? Darn it. Time flew. Time flew. Um, bye, bye. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Just, just say thank you for uh, for reading them. And, and uh, it, uh, if you haven't read them, I hope you, uh, you'll consider it. And I'm just, it's, it's a great honor for me. Right, right. And I'm looking forward to getting your books into Location 6 and uh, so that uh, others that are local who are listeners can make it just so much easier. Walk over there, buy a book, and there you go. Get to reading. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Do come back with updates. Oh, my gosh. I can hardly we'll do. We'll do. Uh-huh. And uh, thank you. Thank you listeners. for having me. You're very welcome. I'm always happy to have you here. And uh, and do keep me posted. Uh, I'm happy to share any links you provide. Thank you, listeners. Bye.